This is the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast with Lindsay Elizabeth Preston, episode 198. Energy is everything. Welcome to the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast, the show for barrier-breaking women who are ready to shed their good girl layers so they can own their power and live deeply fulfilling lives instead. I'm your host, Lindsay Elizabeth. I'm a leadership coach to women all over the world. And I've lived through enough in life to know that easier doesn't always equate to better. We can't fear the fire, we must learn to become it. And on this show, I'll teach you how to do just that. So join me and my guests as we challenge you to shed society's bullshit systems and beliefs to become even more of the strong, resilient, and powerful woman you were meant to be. As you listen, trust your intuition to take what you love and leave the rest. The thoughts and perspectives I share on the show are my own with the lens of my lived experience as a privileged, white, cis, straight, able-bodied woman. And while that informs my experience and perspectives, I wholeheartedly believe living a deeply fulfilling life is possible to every woman. If I ever say anything harmful, I'm open to doing better and hearing your feedback. My goal is for you to leave this show feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to share this show with every woman you know so they too can create a life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. Are you ready to get started? Let's go. Hello there, beautiful soul. Oh my goodness. Here we are episode 198. After this one, only two are left. Ah, I can't believe it. Today, I have a very special guest on my show. Her name is Germaine Ethlinger. She's actually a client of mine. We've been working together since the end of 2021. She went through my Awakened Woman coaching process, and then she is now in my Living the Dream Masterminds. And she's amazing. So when I knew I wanted to do an episode about energy healing, I thought, okay, I know just a little bit about this. You know, maybe I can do the research and pull it together because I knew I wanted to do an episode about energy before the show ended. And as I started to put it together, I was like, you know, I'm just really not qualified to teach this. I just really don't know enough. And Germain is right here in my pocket as a client of mine who is an integrative healing practitioner who does all energy work. And I was like, Germain, I know you typically don't do podcasts, but could you come on the show and talk about energy? And I'm so fortunate that she said yes. So today we're going to talk about what energy is, what energy healing is. I know it may seem really woo and out there, very hippy dippy, but we're gonna break it down from the start of our interview of what energy is so you can see it's really not out there. I must admit it's still really hard for me to explain what energy is and to break it down for the more analytical types out there, but I feel like we did a decent job on our interview to do that. So just open your mind if you're resistant to energy work. If you're not resistant, great. We're gonna talk about ways that you can start to heal and shift and raise your own vibration or your energy today. So you're gonna gain a lot from this episode. And I think it's interesting too to hear from Germaine how she works with her clients because most people out there haven't worked with an energy healer. And so they don't know what it's like. And she walks you through what it's like to work with her. Now she's currently only taking in-person clients and she's in the Chattanooga area, but she will open it up to being virtual soon. But regardless, it's just like, okay, what, what would an energy session be like? Now, of course, everybody has their own spin on things and things of that, but it, you'll learn a lot about, okay, hmm, that's interesting, right? So to give you a little bit more about Germaine, she is an integrative healing practitioner who combines several different healing modalities into her sessions with her clients, including body work such as deep tissue massage, neuromuscular therapy, shuzatsu, 
a word that I'm going to totally butcher, feldrinkus, I believe is how you say it, and postural and movement analysis, as well as energy practices, including touch for healing, energy kinesiology, Reiki, acupressure, meditation, and mindfulness. She works to balance people's energy so that they can move forward, hear the, heal their physical, emotional, or metaphysical blocks, and find their path forward. Germain trained in modern dance for 16 years and transitioned into corporate the corporate world of commercial real estate for most of her career. She has walked the line between her creative and professional passions, her love of movement, and her calling as a healer for most of her life. She became a licensed massage therapist in 2005 and has continued her path in healing and working while raising two children who are now teenagers. Connecting with individuals on a deep level lights her the F up. And she is so passionate and energized when meeting new people who want to be accompanied and grateful to those who share a part of their life's journey with her. You're going to love Germaine's energy. I can't wait to introduce you to her. Um, again, like sit back. This is a very chill episode. Listen to it while you're doing other things um, and just kind of soak in this whole energy work thing if this is a new realm for you and enjoy. Here's my interview. All right, Germain. So excited to have you. Oh my goodness. Okay. So like I told you, I was going to do an episode on energy because this has been a whole new world to me. And as I was starting to put it together, I was like, you know what? I'm really not qualified to talk about this, to teach about this. I'm such a newbie at this. And then here I have you in my pocket to come and talk about this. And you agreed. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much, Lindsay. I'm really excited to do this podcast with you and uh, talk about what lights me up. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. Okay. So some people... And I would say I used to be in this boat too. Say, okay, energy work, like what is that? Is that woo-woo? That's weird. That's what those like hippy-dippy kind of people do. So let's just address that. Like, yeah, we get it. We know that it can be kind of out there. Um, but how would you describe energy and energy work? Well, it's a good question. And I get this question a lot from people. And... The way that I explain energy and energy work is really taking it from what we all have experienced in our daily lives, right? So when we were in school, when you say the word energy, wow, I go right to thinking about my physics class and I think about power and I think about atoms and neutrons and electrons and how they all combine to make this explosive thing called energy. So it's chemical reactions, it's physical reactions. And when we look at energy from, you know, just sort of that base level, I think we all get it. There's nothing, woo, shall we say about that? It really is what exists. That's what life is. So for me, energy is equivalent to life. It's equivalent to life force. It's what makes us all live. It makes our planets. It makes our universe. And uh, we all live with energy inside of us, right? So we've got electrical impulses. We have electromagnetic fields called um, the biofield. And it's really the energy that we put out into the world. And by that, we can mean what, what is our actual energy, right? We feel heat from each other. But we can also feel energy in a room, right? When we walk into a hotel, shall we say, we can feel all these people that are milling about that we don't know. We can read the room. We can see if we feel comfortable. We can see if we feel uncomfortable. When we walk into a room that is our family, we have a completely different feel about how our energy is being projected. So in other words, energy can be emotions. So we have this combination of emotions, physics, chemistry, our mind, our thoughts, heat, sound, all of that goes into what energy really is. So energy is everything. Everything. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. 
Like we don't have to compartmentalize it and put it in a box. There are so many different ways that we have energy and how energy projects. And as a healing practitioner working with energy work, I'm working with all of these systems. I'm working with our biofield. Yeah. You know, it's been so interesting as I've leaned into energy work myself and just realizing, okay, I feel this off of people, like this is a big deal for me, you know, over the years, obviously, and then trying to understand the science behind it. So my kids for Christmas, they got one of those balls that when you touch it, like it thing goes toward it. Do you know what they're called? I can't even think of the name right now. I don't know what they're called, but they have like these little lightning bolts that come up through yeah. the into the sphere. Yeah. And then you touch it and they like go with your hands. And yeah. so what it does, it's really, that's like the electricity going through your body. It's like your body becomes, I guess, a conduit yes, of the exactly. electricity through your body. Mm-hmm. And so again, I was just like, okay, this is not woo. This is everything not. happening around us. Even as we were driving over Christmas break, we went by these huge windmills in Oklahoma. And so I was like trying to think about, I was like, okay, so the energy of the wind makes these windmills move and then it goes down and it somehow transfers to being electricity, right? Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) So I just, if anyone out there is like energy is woo, it's out there, it's weird. It's like, if you really think about it again, it's everywhere. Every single thing we're doing is energy. Absolutely. Everything that we do is energy. And I think uh, our little friend Einstein came up with that one. Um, uh, life is energy and, and uh, it's everywhere. Even something that we think of as being solid and it's just sitting on a table, it has energy. It just has very, 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 very low energy. And another way to think of it is movement, right? So when we haven't eaten well, you know, we are, oh, I don't have any energy. I haven't eaten all day. I need to have a cup of coffee. What do we do? Okay, we drink a cup of coffee, we feel better, we've energized ourselves, and now we can go back out into the world and function. So sleeping, oh my gosh, sleeping and nutrition is so important to our own personal energy. And making sure that we're eating well and having the rest is, is super important. And uh, when we have that low energy, we tend to have our lower emotions, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going to feel tired. We're going to feel maybe blue. We're maybe going to feel confused or um, not sure what we want to do that day. And there's different ways that we can manipulate that energy to get ourselves back into a better flow. And, uh, you know, I guess be more productive, for lack of a better word and feel better. Yeah. Okay. So then let's talk about that manipulation, otherwise known as like energy work. So how do you describe energy work to somebody? Energy work is working within our bodies, our structural, our chemical, our electromagnetic and spiritual fields. For me, I work in a a couple different realms, but the way that I like to work is is actually hands-on. So in my sessions, I'm working through a biofeedback system that involves muscle testing. Um, Some people may be familiar with muscle testing uh, in a physical therapy office or in a doctor's office. It's, It's literally touching the body and seeing how the body and the musculature system reacts to pressure. And when I do muscle testing on somebody, I can feel where the energy blocks are within their body. I'm working within the meridian system. So I can take a step back in Chinese medicine, which acupressure and acupuncture is based on. It's based on 14 meridians that flow within our body. These have all been documented by science, thermograph radiology has has shown that these vessels really do exist in our systems. And it's really the electromagnetic field in our system and how it flows within our body. So when I'm doing muscle testing on somebody, I can feel 
by the reaction that their muscles are giving me, whether I have a strong or a weak reaction, and that will lead me to where their energy block is or where their energy is flowing. By using some techniques that I have involving spinal reflexes, which all are up and down the spine, or neurolymphatic systems, we have our lymph system, which is our healing system that gets rid of our toxins in our body. Um, by opening up the, all of those vessels and the systems within our body, we can release that energy and get things flowing again. So that's how I work in my particular uh, area of practice. But there's so many different ways that we can release energy and get that energy flowing. Wow, that's incredible. So you can just a lot. feel. I, I just gave you a lot of information all at one time. And I know that probably <laughs> needs to sit in a, a little No, while. I mean, it's just amazing to me that you can feel a muscle mm -hmm. and feel if it's energetically blocked. Yes. Blocked, locking in. Right. Right. So think about it for anybody who's lifted weights. I think we probably all have lifted weights at some point in our life. So if you go to lift a three pound weight with your biceps, it's pretty, it's pretty easy to do when we feel good about that. But if you give me a 20 pound weight, I am going to struggle. My muscles are not working in their best at all. So it's similar to that, but it's just a sort of a finer touch. I can feel with the muscle is working in a very good and flowy way. Yeah, I got this. Or, oh, this is a struggle. Wait a minute. I can't, this is, this is not processing right. Yeah. Okay. So why would somebody have a quote unquote weak muscle? Well, there's a lot of different reasons. Mm -hmm. um, one of the reasons is, you know, from a physiological standpoint, that the neurotransmitters are not going to their brain the right way. So often our bodies through either emotional trauma or physical trauma, we get these holding patterns. We can see that in people's posture. Are your shoulders up to your ears because you're stressed out and you're typing at a computer? Well, guess what? Your upper traps aren't going to be functioning very well. Having the upper traps in this continued flex state, the oxygen and the blood flow in those muscles are not going to be flowing properly. And at some point, there's going to become a block, because there's not enough oxygen flowing. So that's from more of a physiological standpoint, why we would have an energy block. We can also have emotional energy blocks. Um, I think we've all felt the gut feeling, right? If you get nervous, or something bad happens, we all feel it in our gut. If we've been feeling that feeling and can't release it for an extended amount of time, whether it's a couple of days or a couple of years, the energy there is not going to be flowing. And we're going to feel sick. And how that comes out in our bodies can come out in many different ways. Okay, so I understand it in the physical sense, like if I'm sitting here like this all the time, right, then I'm going to create blockages from that. But then we right. think of it from an emotional standpoint. So if my shoulders are in essence like hunched over because somebody's been barking at me for years on end, then that's yeah. going to create an emotional blockage or a block, an right. energetic because blockage. Our, right. Our bodies are our projection, right? They're our communicators of what's going on in our environment. So if we are feeling like somebody's been yelling at us or if we feel that we're very sad, our bodies hold those emotions. And in that holding of the body of those emotions, we also have stress. I mean, stress is the number one problem, I would say, medically for everybody, all humans. And so in order to release that stress, we need to release our energy. And by opening up those energy vessels, then the emotions can flow through our body, we can heal, we can process. If we're stuck, and our energy is stuck, we're going to continue on having the same problems over and over and over. Mm. Okay, so this ties into like Louise Hayes work, you can heal your life <laughs> book, 
but it's like yeah. different thoughts can manifest in different ways in our body, right? Mm-hmm. So let's just pull something random that she has. So let's say you have some swelling. So mm-hmm. see foot swelling. So swelling is related to thoughts of like painful ideas being stuck in your thinking. And then if you have your foot, your foot usually represents the direction of where you are going in your life right now. So it literally is transport, right? right? So if you're having swelling of the foot, you can continue. Yeah. So the foot, like you said, not stepping forward in life. So these painful ideas are keeping you stuck right Mm -hmm. away. And so until you can go in, you can release it by changing your thoughts, right? Because that will shift your energy because that's an emotion. You're switching that. But Mm -hmm. the work that Jermaine does, she can go in there, massage that out too, to get that energy flowing. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would use a different term than massage when I'm using my hands to, let's say if we had inflammation of the foot. So what I would do is I would muscle test all regions of your body. It's not directly related to your foot. In fact, usually wherever your disease, your disease is, is being, um, is maybe from a different part of your body and it's just landed in your foot. So mm-hmm. I would muscle test and see where you're holding energy in the meridians themselves. Okay. And then by figuring out where your blockage is, your blockage might be, let's say, in your pectoralis, because you have been hunching over at that computer desk, but it's made its way into your foot. So I might need to release an area that is unassociated or seems unassociated with where your actual pain point is, where your actual emotion is. And that's why the muscle testing that I use, the biofeedback, works pretty well because as we release things, then we start to find out that we have energy flow to those areas that we may not have um, directly noticed. Okay. I want to go back to what you said. Dis-ease. I love it when people use it this way. And it was so mind-blowing to me the first time it was broken down. So we're known to say disease and one quick... But look at it from dis, D-I-S. A lot of people do a dash in between, ease, E-A-S-E. Dis-ease. Can you just talk to that point for a minute, Jermaine? Yeah, well, it's it's the opposite of ease, right? Dis mm-hmm. meaning bad or ill. And ease is, hey, I'm, I'm at ease. At ease, that's relaxed, that's in flow. When you are dis, you are not there. And that's the whole derivation of the word we have in our culture, in the American culture, at least, an obsession, I would say, almost, with disease and diagnosing things and like, oh, here's my problem. I've got to figure this out. But what I like to do is take it a step earlier. Let's do some preventative work. Let's stay in ease. Let's stay in flow. And let's get to a point where we don't have to talk about disease on a continuous basis. Let's open up ourselves so that we are healing earlier, more often, more frequently with our energy and our bodies are going to respond naturally to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So again, going back is like when we get to the disease part So many people are just like, oh, this is what I have now. Oh, I take this medicine or this is just the way my life's going to be. But we've got to back that up of like what caused the dis-ease. And Jermaine's point too is like our life is stressful. There are things going on all the time. We have emotions all the time. It could be a lot to be releasing those emotions and that stress all the time. And so that's how we do things like energy healing is because then they can go in and say, oh, this one thing, we just need to work this out, move this and get it going before it starts to build up. I think of it in a way of like, if you had a pebble and a hose, right? Or like in a drain and you start getting all this gunk in the drain and it just keeps building up and building up. And then all of a sudden you're like, my drain's not working. I gotta call my plumber, right? Versus if you were just like doing things to keep the drain flowing. It's the same thing. We've gotta be doing these things proactively 
before it goes to the disease part. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a lot of different ways that we can be doing um, energy work and making those those transitions um, that that we can do ourselves. Self healing okay. is huge in my world. Okay, let's talk about that. If you were to be in high energy, what does that look like to you, Lindsay? Like, Lindsay, you are a high vibe. You have, your vibration is high. I've known you for a while. You've, you've recently been talking about that on your podcast and your experience. So how would you explain your high energy? Yeah. So when I think of ideal high energy, it's somebody who is emoting these higher vibrational emotions. So like joy and passion. I even think neutrality is a great one. Presence, gratitude. And so they're in that high kind of vibe state, but they're also really grounded because I think we've all known those people who are like, and you're yeah. around them and you're like, oh, okay, it's like a lot of energy, like a little puppy, but you feel over overwhelmed. And so it's someone yes. who, again, is like really grounded in their energy, very calm. You can tell their nervous system is calm, which just means, again, it's just that like, you must feel safe with them. Um, there's peace with them. Absolutely. And so, yeah, that's what I consider high vibe. Right. Exactly. So that high vibe is sort of where we want to be. We want to be at least neutral. And we are striving to those places. We're striving to love. We're striving for gratitude. We're striving for peace and joy. All of that makes us higher level energy, which also means we're going to be in flow. And when we're in flow, those energy blocks aren't going to be there. And we are not, we are going to be at ease, right? We are eliminating the dis. So how do we get there? There are, this is not going to sound uh, alien to anybody out there to create the higher energy. One of my, one of my favorite things to do is to go out into nature and connect with our exterior natural world. It gives you that grounding sense that you were just talking about, but it also gives us that awe. Wow, look at, look at these trees, look at the mountains, look at the sky. When you really take time to connect to the environment and nature, it automatically starts to create a better energy vibe. So another thing for, that we can do for ourselves is gratitude. This is, this is topical. A lot of people do this in very different practices in their meditations, in yoga, in mindfulness, um, in prayer, is giving gratitude. When we take that time in our day to acknowledge what we are grateful for, it again has this autonomic reaction to our body that we have a better flow, we have a better understanding of what our needs are, we're putting positive energy out there. So positive thoughts, mindfulness, all of this is going to create higher vibe. Can I touch on the gratitude piece? Absolutely. Please okay, do. so let me, let's just add in the stuff that I know about gratitude. It's the highest emotional frequency you can feel. So a lot of people think, oh, it must be love, connection, joy. And those are great. But gratitude is actually the highest vibration. And so, again, when you're getting grateful for something, you're taking a t little taste of that high vibration. And so the more you can stay and hold that for a longer period of time. So say, you know, you're grateful for, I'm so grateful for this meal. So it's not just in the, you know, maybe a prayer you do beforehand or you're intention right before, but the whole time you're eating it, if every bite, if you're slow and intentional and grateful and soaking that in and imagining the food going in your body and a way of like gratitude and it's healing me and all that, it changes your whole energy vibration. Okay, that's Absolutely. all I want to say about that. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. It really does. And you know what? As I just was talking to you and I just gave out my little giggle, oh my gosh, that is one of my secrets is laughing, mm. laughing and smiling. I mean, you can't help but feel better when you're laughing. And I will say that I have spent 
probably the last few years not laughing nearly as much as I used to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I was known for my contagious laughs and giggles. I was just always laughing. And you know what? Life sort of gets us down and we realize one day, hey, I haven't had a good laugh. Well, recently, within the last couple months, that's been very intentional on my part is to laugh more. And I have had some very funny circumstances where I have laughed harder than I have that I can absolutely remember. And I feel so good afterwards. And let me tell you, if you can get a couple good giggles in with some of your friends or watching, you know, a reel on Instagram, it's going to immediately make you feel better. Totally. You know, it's so tricky though. It's like you said, like life can get us down and we can get in these season, especially the past few years with a lot of people having the weight of COVID and other things going on. And so again, I think if you're not there yet, getting into nature, seeing the all around you, starting a gratitude practice, and you're going to find that it naturally starts to come a little bit more and a little bit more. And then finally, one day you find yourself on the couch, like I was a couple weeks ago with my husband, just laughing, crying. It's like it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, right? Yeah, it all feeds. I mean, we're all connected, right? All of these yeah. things mean something. So yeah. we start with the little baby steps. And it grows and grows and grows. And then you'll find that you're at a higher vibe more often than you used to be. And then, you know, that's what we're striving for. We're striving for keep getting our energy to a neutral level and having it have those spikes. And of course, we can't all be in high vibe all the time, but it would be great if we would. Going back to this dis-ease thing and being proactive, the more we're proactive about things and handling things before there are problems, the more we can stay in that high vibe. Because then it's like, we don't have, oh my gosh, you know, this huge problem that I have to clean up and this sucks and I, you know, all of those things. And I will say too, you know, it's tricky because so many of us have a life, especially our childhood, that's not ideal. Jermen and I are in that boat. Like our Mm -hmm. childhoods were not ideal. Um, They weren't horrible, but they weren't ideal. And so we come out of that, we've got some stuff to clean up in that. And so that's why it's important to do some of these things um, to clean that up and then to stay on top of, you know, doing mindset work or healing work or energy, you know, whatever it is to then keep us in that high vibe state. So many people think, oh, I did that. I did therapy or I did whatever. And now I'm good. It's like, no, you have to stay on top of them. Yes. And there's so many different ways. Um, there's sound healing. That's another energy form. There's, um, there's a Reiki, which, uh, a lot of people have probably had experience with there's chakra work. There's so many different ways of healing and there's no right or wrong way. It's what speaks to you. So, you know, one day I might want to have a massage, but another day I might not want to have, um, you know, that kind of experience, I want to be able to be a little bit more connected with the person that I'm that I'm working with. So at that point, maybe energy work is something that you want to try. And I encourage people to find what works for them. Um, Like I said, what could work for you one day might not work for you another day. And then if you have these different healing tools, then you can have different experiences, see what works, see what doesn't. And then you can get on your path on your journey to healing some of those old wounds or the difficult times that you have. Yeah. Yeah. It brings me to a random question, but I think it applies. (laughs) Um, When you're saying, you know, like these different things that we can try, what are your thoughts on crystals and sage and all that stuff? I think that there are, there are so many different ways of healing. So if crystals speak to you, that's all about um, the elements, right? So that's going back to our physics in geology, and that's going back to elemental creation of the earth. So some people really respond well to crystals and uh, working on their fields. And then others, you're like, hey, I don't get it. And that's okay too, right? You don't need to to buy into every healing mechanism. Prayer is 
is something that I think a lot of people are are really familiar with. And then others are like, yeah, but that's positive thinking. Okay, so if you want to call it positive thinking, great. And if you meditate on your positive thinking or your gratitude, wonderful. Things such as sage that you just mentioned, the clearing of the sanctity of your space, um, clearing out what you may feel are bad vibes, or some people have presence that they feel that they want to clear out of a room before they do healing. If that works for you and you respond well, your nervous system responds to it, wonderful. It's not going to work for everybody, but hey, explore. That's what I'm all about. Explore what works. Yeah, so let's talk about that and how they feel in their nervous system when they've experienced something. So I'll kind of talk about some things I've done and then you can add in. So as you start to think about energy and think about, okay, it's everywhere around me. This is part of being a human being. This is not woo. This is just basic living. Let me start to feel energy. Okay. So it's like, I'm with somebody and I'm with them and I'm thinking, okay, what am I feeling energetically off this person? Some people are just more attuned than others. And this actually goes back to Myers-Briggs, believe it or not, that assessment. Some people Mm. are ends in the Myers-Briggs, which means they are highly intuitive. And so they feel that energy more. So if this is something that you're like, Lindsay, I just don't feel it. I don't see it. Okay. That may not be a thing for you. But as you open yourself up, you probably will feel it more and you'll start to see, okay, what do I feel with this person? What do I feel when I'm around crystals? What do I feel when I'm in my yoga studio? What do I feel here? And just kind of like being really aware of almost the sixth sense around you of, okay, what's going on around me? Because I know as somebody who's very intuitive, there are times I'll be in a space, especially back in the day, and then I leave and I my whole being would change. And I'd be like, oh man, now I feel like kind of funky or I feel kind of anxious. And if I were to slow things down and like really listen to my energy, I could have gone back and been like, oh, well, it's because so-and-so said this and they had a funky energy with that. And I'd be able to just kind of like clear it or shift it and clearing meaning just like, whoo, let me just kind of like shake that off or let that go. Um, And two, just again, being like, you're starting to become more self-aware of how you're feeling around different things and seeing what works for you. And like you said, one day it may be going for a walk. One day it may be going and getting a massage or taking a nap or whatever, listening to your body and turning your body on to saying, okay, body, what is it that I need? What's going on around me? What do I feel, et cetera? Right. Um, I think that you made an excellent point about intuition and feeling. I think there's a lot of people out there, you and I are both feelers, right? We feel these energies really well, but there's plenty of other people out there that maybe don't pick up on energy so much. Maybe they're just very analytical types. They don't read the room and they're more focused on their tasks at hand and they go through life really not observing. Well, I think if you start to open yourself up and take some time to really say to yourself, Oh, wait a minute, let me just let me just take a moment, use your senses, we have the five senses, we often use sight, we use hearing, but really, how does something feel? How does something smell? Take note of those things. And then you'll start to build up, you know, that skill. Intuition is something that we all have but we can strengthen it by taking that time and observing how we are experiencing what is around us right in this moment. Totally agree. Totally agree. And I think a lot of that is slowing down and breathing, right? We're so used to like getting down a meal, going to the next thing, going to the next thing, and just slowing down. And again, like, let me taste my meal. Let me look at the surroundings around me. Let me like just soak all of this in and just kind of savor it and be with it and feel it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do we get through the, the ways that people can do energy on their own? There's a couple other things that I would mentioned to that's energy work that people can do on their own. Um, One of the things that I do to center myself, if I'm, you know, alone in my 
in my house or something and I need to calm my nervous system is tracing the central meridian. And everybody can do this. The central meridian starts at the pubic bone. And it goes straight up the center of the body and ends at the sort of the divot on your chin, where your mm-hmm. chin and your lip meet. So that central meridian is you physically can trace it up your body and do that a few times. And while you're doing that, take notice of how you feel. She's putting her hands like on her pubic bone and then just lighting it up her body all the way up up through the middle of the body and you hit right underneath your lip, your lip and your chin where they come together. Mm, And that has an immediate grounding. Mm, Cool. And the central meridian, the govern that's the central meridian and the governing meridian is up the back. So I trace that that starts at the back of the spine, sort of where your seat bone is, but right in the middle Mm -hmm. of your sacrum comes up the back of your spine over the top of your head, down your nose, and ends right at your lip underneath your the nose. Upper, yeah. Your upper lip. Yeah. So you go from the tailbone all so the way around. you go from the tailbone all the way over the top of your head to that spot. To that and trace that three or four times. Hmm. And that's a way to ground and center yourself. That's a technique that I used, you know, within specific energy work. And then one other thing that I wanted to mention is if you need to wake up, you know, you're tired, you're finding yourself at the desk, you're bored, whatever, something to do to wake yourself up is right called K27s. And those are right at your collarbone. There's these little divots right on the other side of your throat where your collarbone is. Lindsay, are you finding yours? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So these are energy sources for, for us. Oh. And so is it like where you, that little cave is almost? Yes, exactly. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you just uh, give yourself just sort of like a little light massage right here mm-hmm. and you do it, you know, sort of at a rapid pace, oh, that do that good. for about 30 seconds or a minute. It's an automatic wake you up, increase your energy. Interesting. Yeah. I love and that. I do this, you know, if I'm studying or if I'm doing some really boring computer work and I start to find myself falling asleep, I'll just sit there and I'll start massaging my K27s and wake myself up. It's immediate. Love it. Okay. So tell us about how you work with your clients. I know you're doing some virtual stuff, some in-person stuff. Tell us all the things. Yeah, great. Okay, so let me walk you through what a session with me is going to be like. First of all, I do like to work in person right now. This work can be done virtually, and I will be opening that up in my sessions shortly. But right now, I'm doing in-personal sessions. If I'm going to do an energy session, first of all, I want to let everybody know that they will remain closed right? So energy work can transcend our clothing. (laughs) So um, when I'm working with somebody, I check in with them. I check in to see why are they visiting me? Some people are seeing me because they have a physical ailment, a knee hurts, their hip hurts. Um, You know, maybe they have some pelvic inflammation, something of that sort. Other people are going to have some maybe stress related things that they're coming to me for. So personal life situations, or um, emotional trauma, something of the sort. So first of all, we're I'm going to check in with them and see why are they here to see me? Where's their intention? What do they want most out of the session? And then that guides me towards where I need to go. I will sit with them. I will do some a beginning energy flow, things like we just did. I will check their hydration to make sure that they're hydrated enough to, for their muscles to be responding to, to the work. Um, I will make sure that they react to biofeedback. So I will test the muscle testing system itself to make sure that it will work on them. And then I will go through balancing 
14 main muscle groups, which are associated with the 14 meridians. And I will correct whatever the energy blocks are as I go through working with them. And it's a constant feedback with my clients. So this is not something that we're going to do absolutely quietly. I am here to help and I'm here to inform. So I talk all through my sessions so they know exactly what I'm doing and why I'm doing it. And what's really awesome about the work that I do is that it can be done at home. It can be as we learn and progress. This is something you can do with your partner. If you have children or if you have somebody in your life that you want to also do energy balancing with. So my goal is to make somebody feel better, restore the energy, but also educate them and how they can continue to feel better longer than just after our session. So sometimes you'll feel immediately better. We'll, we'll see how you felt. We'll take a preliminary check on how you are. So like on a scale of one to 10, how are you feeling? You know, 10 being in a lot of pain and one being completely fine. At the end of the session, we're going to check in and see where your growth has been. Most people feel awesome and great. And it's a matter of how long do you hold that? A lot of people are like, well, what's the point of this? Like in chiropractics, they'll go to a chiropractor. Well, how long is this going to last? Well, that's, a, that's an open-ended question. Sometimes energy work can last years. Sometimes energy work can last an hour. So it just depends on what your system is, how you're reading, what your goal was for that session. There's a lot of things that can be uh, moved. I've seen amazing instant results of trauma that has somebody has been carrying around for 20 years leave and never come back. So the work can be really rewarding for me, but really rewarding for the client. And I do want to say that I'm not doing the healing. My client's doing the healing. I'm just there to help and be a conduit for the energy to get the energy flowing. It's, it's really all about the transformation that the client's making on their own. You're just the guide and the finder. Yes. It sounds like, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I want to kind of attest to energy work in a different way. Cause Jermaine is not near me and she's not doing distance work. So I've had another energy healer and I will say from my experience with her, now she does a little bit different. She does chakras. It is so interesting because again, she'll kind of talk me through of like, okay, here's kind of what I'm seeing and like clarifying things and all that. And then after our sessions are over, it is amazing. Like I feel so much energy typically after a session and it does feel like it's just a, some mindset thing. Like is this the placebo effect, but it is very eye-opening of like certain thought patterns will start to go away. Like certain things will just start to shift and click in faster ways is how I describe it as a client. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say that you brought up placebos and positive mindset. And that is often gets brought up with energy work. And how I like to say it is, it doesn't matter what we call it. It doesn't matter what you think. It's about how you feel. Yeah. So if you go into your session and you feel amazing energy, you know, just sit with that. A lot of people want to know why, 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 why does this work? Why did they do this? And that's part of the learning of the process of energy work is that let it be, let it sit. And if it makes you feel better, that's what it's all about. Yeah. That's such a good point. It's like, who cares? It works. Like you feel better. Right. Um, another thing I want to say is I have found, especially in the past year, and Jermaine, you were one of the people that really hit this home for me as a client of mine. I realized my most successful clients are the ones who are working with me, obviously, and they're doing what we consider top down healing of like, okay, let's look in the brain and these thoughts and all that. And then they also have somebody who is doing some sort of body work and doing mm -hmm. bottom up healing. So acupuncture, chiropractor, energy healer, things of that sort. 
And that combination, holy moly, it's like we just are able to release all of the things. And I'll just say from a client example, you know, she had worked with me years ago. She came back and started working with me this summer and we've worked through my awakened woman process and she was getting results and making change, but it just kept feeling stuck in this one area. It was really deep stuff. And somehow she got connected with an energy healer went and like it was she was able to release whatever needed to be released and now she's like i've never felt better like i feel so light and like all these patterns are gone so again she just needed that bottom up healing to be able to let go of whatever needed to be let go of for her bo- mind and body to move forward right yeah. and we're not conscious of a lot of this right right if we had a manual to know exactly what we needed to do to make ourselves feel better i think we would you know we'd all be billionaires if we could figure that out um it's a process right yeah so you may be healing in one way and then get to a point where like hey i just need a little something different a little something more i don't know what i need and energy work is often a very good and positive answer to what be your next level in your healing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's how in-person sessions work. I know you're not doing virtual yet, but we are all waiting for that day. (laughs) I'm number one on your list. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, There is, there's definitely that is on my horizon. Um, I'm just fine tuning my energy skills to come through the the ways of zoom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is okay. energy, by the way. Yeah. So Germaine is in the Chattanooga area. So if you want to connect with her, we'll have her email in the show notes for you to connect with her. What else, Germaine? Do we miss anything? I mean, there's, there's so much to it, but I think we, we covered a lot of what energy is about. I think too, if you're just you're obviously making it to the end of this episode. Like there's something calling you to doing this kind of work. So lean into that. There's some part of you that's like, I I believe the body's extremely wise. And if you feel drawn to something, there's probably a reason for it. And so to just lean into that and explore this because I think you'll find it was probably what you needed. Okay. Thank you, Jermaine, for all your wisdom. Thank you, Lindsay. It's been great to to be here with you and I really appreciate it. And I am sending you some energy right now. Thanks for tuning into the Become an Unstoppable Woman podcast. If you haven't left a review for the show yet, what are you waiting for? Your reviews give us the feedback and momentum we need to continue to produce this incredible free content for you. Plus, when you leave a review for the show, you get a copy of my book for free. Simply take a picture of your review and submit it to lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y, epreston.com forward slash one zero zero. And you'll receive a digital copy of my wisdom from the first hundred episodes book. This book is a study guide for life. Enjoy. And of course, share this show with your friends. I believe every woman can create a deeply fulfilling life that lights them the fuck up from the inside. The more you help others succeed, the more you help yourself. So share, share, share this show. And I'll see you soon and your friends back on the show next week for another eye-opening episode. Until then, keep rocking it.